welcome to the Business Brainwave Show with Renata Jute, where we will look at ways to optimize your business. So, September month is Trust Month at Noble Prosperity, and I'm so excited to introduce and bring to you Fear Funder Spey from Trustees as my guest. I didn't uh, interview with Fear that stretched uh, over quite a period of time, and uh, I then broke up that interview into several uh, smaller podcasts, and I will be bringing those podcasts to you during the month of September. So if you are interested in all things trusts, and you want to know how trusts are affected by the taxes and the law and what the master has to say about trusts, then stick around. Make sure that you pick up on all the podcasts during the month of September where Fear Funder Spay from Trustees will be my guest. Okay, so our next topic here is disclosure at the master. And yes. there we have got two things we can discuss. We've got the section 16 of the Tax Administration Act, and this refers to the information the master of the high court can ask for, for from the trustees. And then, of course, also um, FIA has got some very interesting information for us pertaining to a court case and the promotion of Administrative Justice Act. So, yes, let's touch a bit on the Section 16 information. Um, basically, as we discussed earlier, the master is in his or her full right to request just about anything uh, for the trust. Beneficiary information, trustee information, accounting information, bank statements, asset information, uh, even, I mean, and even as accountants, we always say that when we are no longer going to be the accountant, we will notify the master. So you even have to notify the master of certain changes of the trust. What the master does with the information is debatable. But the, the fact remains that the Trust Property Control Act um, underpins the right of the master to request information, and it also underpins the responsibility of the trustee to supply this information and to keep the master updated of all information. There's even a note in there that says that we will notify the master of all changes of assets, if I'm, if I'm remembering correctly, Fia. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so that is, that is one section that I love to use. I think uh, the master has very, very few powers. Hmm. And I think it is problematic with the current Trust Property Control Act. And I think that's why it results in a lot of abuse because most people just do not have the means or the money to actually go to court to actually take somebody on who is not treating the trust assets properly and in the best interest of the beneficiaries. Section 16 is a very nice section that I like to use um, to actually request the master to use their powers to ask for information because we know historically and even uh, up to now, when typically beneficiaries ask for information to say you're not entitled to anything, we don't have to show you anything, you are nothing, you're just a discretionary beneficiary, we can do whatever we want to, you know, as we wish. I'm sure a lot of you, you know, have heard that before. And uh, that is exactly where Section 16 can be um, 
applied when we request the master. So first of all, obviously, you know, we need to give the trustees, I think, a fair opportunity to request information. And we are building a case here. So make very sure you keep it um, in writing. So uh, if the trustees uh, persist and they uh, believe that they don't owe you any information, um, I normally say in terms of the Doyle case, which is a, 99, a 1999 case. So by the way, so it's been around for many, many, many years. The court already then got fed up um, where information was withheld from a, from a beneficiary and the beneficiary went to court and the court said, beneficiaries, even if you are a discretionary beneficiary, and even if the trust was started way back before you became a beneficiary, um, a beneficiary has a right to receive information. And in that case, they said, you can go as low as asking for vouchers. Now those years that mean, meant check stubs, mm. invoices, that receipts. kind of stuff, mm. receipts. So um, the courts did, however, say that um, the beneficiary is not entitled to information where the trustees deliberated and came to conclusions as to who you know, should get what information. But as far as the resultant um, bank statements, uh, vouchers, et cetera, you are entitled to see way back when, you know, from the date the trust was registered. So that is a very far reaching um, court case. So that created legal precedent. So you can say to the trustees, in terms of the door case, give me the information. If they're still persisting, you don't have to run to court and incur a lot of costs. You can actually go to the master and request them from the master to actually um, apply section 16.1 and request information from the beneficiaries, uh, from the trustees. So that normally helps. And uh, in this particular case, um, that uh, was actually a client of mine, where uh, the, obviously in a divorce case, minors involved, uh, the father ran off with another woman and mm -hmm. look after his minor children and all the, the assets were in trust. And the poor wife did have no means to look after the children. So she started asking for information from the trust. They, as part of the divorce case, said she obviously just after the information to you know, prepare for her divorce case. Um, and then she went to the master and asked the master to apply section 16.1. The master obviously got onto the bandwagon and you know, asked for all the information you know, for like, like the last 25 odd years and give us everything of everything, you know, one of those kind of blanket requests. Mm -hmm. And obviously the, um, the husband's uh, lawyer said, we can't let her have this information because she's preparing for the court case for the divorce. So they uh, went to court and said um, they actually want to stop the master from asking, you know, the extensive information that the master asked. And they actually re relied on the Baya Act mm -hmm. in terms of the uh, procedurally, um, you know, uh, the master... Uh, um, followed the incorrect procedure and actually arriving at the decision to, to apply section 16.1. So very interesting um, outcome. You know, when you, when you know the background, you would say the court actually made the wrong judgment and they should actually just have allowed uh, the master to request the information. However, the master said procedurally, the master didn't follow the correct procedures and uh, you know, referred it back to the master. They did say the master is the person who can ask for the information in terms of 16.1. However, 
procedurally, they should just have given the trustees an opportunity and explain to them why you need information for 25 years, why you needed the documents that you requested and, and almost given the trustees uh, an opportunity to represent themselves and uh, you know, give this side of the story as well. So if the master have done that, then the master could have relied on it. So be mindful when we're angry, when we're getting divorced, when we you know, feel done in by, uh, our siblings that you run to the master and say, just ask everything of everything, you know, because we've got this court case now, which I think in a way makes sense when you look at it respectively. However, a very interesting statement made. Once the master has the information on file that he's requested and Renata said, you know, the purpose that the master use it for, you know, uh, we, we, can, we can have a look at. The court said, once the information is on file, remember the Trust Property Control Act allows an interested person to request copies of whatever's on file. So whatever's on file, you know, you can use for whatever purpose you want. So back to the divorce case, once the information is on file and the master's received the information, information then it can be used for whatever purpose the interested person can use it for so that was a very interesting court case um so although as i say a lot of people just do not have the financial means to run to court we know how inefficient the courts are so to queue at a court to you know force a trustee to do what they were supposed to do as was determined in the Doyle case um there is this remedy to actually go to the master and ask for help um just don't psych the master up to the extent that they ask everything of everything. <laughs> For 25 years. Up, exactly. <laughs> so just to keep it a little bit targeted. Yeah. And um, then I think you, you have full right to actually you know, have access to information. It's all about transparency. You know, It was never intended to hide stuff away. The mm. moment people hide something, I know, you know there's a little smoke. Um, you know, so uh, 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 you know, it is supposed to be transparent. It's supposed to achieve the separation of um, control uh, from enjoyment. That's all that a trust is all about. It's not about hiding you know, information from, from certain people, especially your beneficiary, who is the person who's supposed to benefit from this. You know? So you must understand as a trustee, you have to act in the best interest of your beneficiary. And hiding information was never, never acting in the best interest. So rather make sure you do your job properly and uh, you've got, you know, the, uh, um, the what's the word, um, you know, you're happy to actually disclose information, be transparent about it. That's it. I yeah, think I where, think... where it becomes problematic is I, for instance, had a case where it was honestly one of the nicest old wimmies I had dealt with in my life. He, I loved him. He had been my client for many, many years. I truly loved this woman. He was just lovely. And he had two children, a son and a daughter. And um, as things happen, you know, during the years you do distributions. Remember this whole thing of we give, we distribute to the beneficiaries because we want to do tax planning. Yes. Yeah. So we distributed to the beneficiaries. And although the distributions had been made to the beneficiaries, and maybe some of them hadn't been paid out. And in many cases, it had been paid out. But then, Old Wimmy dies unexpectedly. Look, he was what felt like a hundred in the shade, but you know, none of he wasn't sickly. None of us thought he was going, and then like the next thing, he was gone, and it was very sad. And then the children started meeting with me. Unfortunately, these two children, for some reason, just 
I don't understand it, just couldn't stand the sight of one another, literally to such an extent that when they were in my boardroom, it was like me being a mediator in a boxing match. It was really, it became very contentious. And it all became uh, this thing of, but you got more than me. And then it was trying to dig into the information of, you know, wanting to down to the scent, see who got more. Now, in that case, it's now digging back into the records. Now, obviously, they become the follow-up trustees, so they would have access to the information as well. So all I'm saying is when you're dealing with trusts, understand that whilst you are alive, things are peachy. But understand that when you are six feet under, maybe things are not that peachy. And be very mindful of what your intentions were and what this information can bring to the fore as well. But yes, as Fia said, I think the first thing we need to take away from this is a trust is not there to hide your stuff. If we take a step back, why do we form trusts? It's for asset protection. It is for estate planning. It is to create a legacy. It is to look after minors. It may be in certain instances tax planning, but that cannot be your main priority. It is never to hide information. It is never to hide assets. It is merely to protect them. So very, very important to understand that that information will come out sooner rather than later. Thanks for listening to this episode of Business Brainwaves. For more Business Brainwaves, please visit my website, nobleprosperity.co.za, follow me on Facebook, or connect with me on LinkedIn. For easy access, the links are posted below.